Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano and this is the Faith for Today broadcast. And today we're looking at a uh, little series where, where we've entitled uh, Filled. I believe at the direction of the Lord, Filled. And now we looked at some of this last week. We're going to go together, if you would, in your Bible to Ephesians 5 verse 18. And we looked at the beginning, the onset of the church, that Jesus, He gave directions to the church to wait until they were endued with power from on high. And He told them, in fact, I'll go with, you go to Ephesians 5, 18. I'm going to look at Acts 1, 5, and I'll read that to you. Acts 1, 5. And Jesus told them that they would be filled with the Spirit. He said, for John truly, let me look at the fourth verse with it, and being assembled together with them, commanded them, this is Jesus, that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which says he, you have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, you could say Holy Spirit, not many days from now. So he told them, wait until you be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And up until that point, none of them were, or else they wouldn't have been told to wait. And it wouldn't have said that this was what God had promised if it was already done. No, it was to come after Jesus was resurrected. When he was resurrected and he sat on high at the right hand of the Father, there was given to him what was not before. Go with me. Um, well, you can stay there. Let me read to you. Shall I read that now, Lord? Okay. Let me read John 7. I was not planning on going this way, but it's, it's good. God is helping us. It's building a foundation. So in John 7, I'm going to read to you verse number 39. And in verse 39 of John 7, it says, well, let me look at um, the 37th verse of John 7 says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, anyone thirsty right now? Let him come to me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of of living water. Is Jesus true about this? He says, if anyone's thirsty and they come to me and drink. So it's not just coming to Jesus. It's coming, let's be honest. You and I could have a bottle right before us and it's full. It could be overflowing. And, you know, we could have this idea that just because we're in proximity to that bottle that we're being filled. No, we're not. If we come in proximity, we can come to the one who has the bottle, but until we drink, we're not filled. And he says, if anyone will come to him and drink, he that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, you could say out of his spirit, out of his inward part, out of who he is on the inside, the inward man, shall flow 
rivers of living water. This is what he was talking about, this living water. And you could look in, in our last uh, part of this series, which was filled, we talked about how um, these were not drunk as you suppose. There were people mocking them in the streets. And they thought, these are drunk with new wine, is what they said. We need to watch mocking things of God and mocking people of God. Because there are some things you just don't know about. And you can find yourself actually opposing God by opposing them. And Peter, in a moment's notice, sobers up, <laughs> seemingly to them, sobers up. This is the thing about drinking in this living water, coming to Jesus and drinking, is that you'll find in a moment's notice, you're not stammering and slurring. You're able to eloquently speak because this is of the spirit, not of man. And it enables the filling of the spirit leads to gifts and operations of the spirit. It leads to fruit of the spirit where you have love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and gentleness, faith, humility, self-control. It flows when you come to drink in of the Spirit. And then there's operations of the Spirit, where by the helping of the Spirit, you can know what man doesn't. It's not of the flesh. You start tapping in. You can, by the leading, by, by the Spirit's will, you and I, we can discern. You and I, we can... Uh, there are nine different gifts of this Spirit. There are power gifts, there are utterance gifts, and there, uh, there, there's a, a gift where it comes to knowing, there's a gift when it comes to speaking, there's a gift when it comes to doing. And it can cause miracles, it can cause healings, it can cause prophecy, it can cause knowing spiritually in tune. We won't go into all of that in this session, but this is what can produce from when you and I come to Jesus and drink. Now let me catch up with you in Ephesians 5 and in our main text for this. Because we are told as the church to not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but to be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5, 18 but be filled with the Spirit. So this is, this is giving us an idea. By connecting it by being filled with the Spirit, we're seeing it's like what was just said. Don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess. They were being mocked as in drinking new wine by the way they were in that street. You'll find this in Acts 2, verses 1 through 7 and verses 13 through 21. You can find what occurred that day. And they were being mocked as if they were drunk, but they were just being filled with the Spirit. And here we're being admonished to not be drunk with wine to excess, but to be filled with the Spirit. 
which shows there is a lubricating lifestyle that is being filled with the Spirit. And he's telling this to people that already knew God, to people that were already had the Spirit living in them. When you and I make Jesus Lord of our life, we're baptized in the name of Christ, and the Spirit of God comes to live inside us, the, our very inner person is created, and we become new. The Scriptures say, Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And there is a separation between the Spirit of God living in us and the Spirit of God being on us and being filled by the Spirit and, and having, in fact, will come to it. Because there's a difference between having a well of living water on the inside of us and rivers of living water flowing through us. And that's what Jesus said. He said, if you would come to Him, and you would drink, you wouldn't just have a well, you would have rivers. Anybody ever seen a river? Yeah. There is mass production of water flowing through at every given moment. And when you have rivers, you have a sloshing experience. You have a flowing continually. And this is what God wants for you and I to drink and drink and drink, and other people to be able to take in living water all the time. All the time. Now let's continue in this. He said, Don't be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And then he gives us some insight into how. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Many, there are services that are meant to be praise and worship alone. And we're not to misplace that. We need to know what the meeting's for. If it's a prayer meeting, we should be praying. If it's a worship meeting, we should be worshiping. We need to know, God, what do you want us to do for this meeting? Why do I say that? Because there are groups of believers that have completely surrounded every meeting and made it only one or the other, or this or that, because they've got, and, and let's be honest, if this is how we're filled with the Spirit, speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. This is why people will completely amass themselves in praise and worship and nothing else. Because it's a great experience. And you get much out of it. But it is not everything. It's not all you need. Well, let's be honest. How nourished up are you going to be if all you did was drink? You're not going to be very nourished if you just keep drinking and drinking and drinking. You need to eat something too. But it's not to downplay the drink. You and I, believers, we need to be drinkers. 
living water drinkers, and this is how we do it. And it tells us, speaking to ourselves, you and I need to have times where we just talk to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, which gives us some insight. If you don't have a good song on your mind, well, one, you can go to the psalms and you can start singing along, okay? If that doesn't work for you, when you become baptized in the Holy Spirit and you have a spiritual language, you can immediately tap in and start singing in your spiritual language, talking in your spiritual language. And like Paul said, you give thanks well. He said that by the Spirit of God to the church at Corinth. He said, you give thanks well in the Spirit in that way. Why? You're praying beyond your understanding. You're going beyond what just you know. And it continues and says, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is that part of you and I drinking? Is that part of you and I being filled with the Spirit? It is. Giving thanks always for all things. It is part of you and I being filled with the Spirit. And it doesn't stop there. In the next verse, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. We don't want to separate these uh, verses from each other. This is giving us a picture of how you and I can continue to position ourselves it's no different. Someone that wants to get drunk, they can put themselves in certain positions that make it more likely for them to get drunk. You find this. If someone's trying not to drink, what do they tell them? Don't go by a bar. I mean, they just stopped drinking yesterday. Is it a good idea for them to hang outside the bar? They're going to go sit inside the bar. They're just... But they're... They quit drinking, right? They've been stopped for 24 hours. They're going to have a Coca-Cola, right? They're going to sit at the bar. They're going to get a Coca-Cola. How well is that going to work? What do you think? Not at all. They're putting themselves in a position to drink. You know, you and I can do that. We as Christians can set ourselves up to be filled with the Spirit. And this gives us enlightening instructions. Speak to yourself in psalms and in hymns, in spiritual songs. Just start talking to God, thanking God, singing. doesn't have to always be on tune. You don't have to record it. You don't have to let anybody else hear it. But this is part of you and I keeping ourselves filled, filled to overflowing and allowing Jesus and His wonderful, the Father's wonderful living waters to flow through us. Hallelujah. 
and it's connected with giving him thanks in all things, and it's connected with submitting, hallelujah, to those whom he has put in our lives and told us to submit ourselves to in reverence and and in respect for God the Father. This has to do with authorities, civic. This has to do with authorities, spiritual, elders in the faith. This has to do with parents, children to parents, submitting ourselves one to another in the fear of God. This is not everyone submits everyone with no priority and no leading No, it's not like that. This is God showing you who you're to help, how you're to help in Scripture, showing you who you're to submit to, and then you hearing from God and you and I doing that as He shows us. No one can submit us for us. And it's part of us putting ourselves in the environment to drink, putting ourselves in the environment to be filled with the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Now go with me, if you will, to John 4, verse 10. (laughs) There's this saying. We've been looking at Jesus and His ministry of filling us with the Holy Spirit. I gotta make sure I'm gonna get through all my notes here, or at least what I'm supposed to. Thank you, Lord, for your helping. We got more than enough time. Here in John 4:10, Jesus answered and said to her, "This was to uh, the woman of Samaria. They had absolutely no dealing with one another, Samaritans and Jews. So here, Jesus has gone a long journey. He's thirsty. He asks her." For a drink of water from the well. She's drawing water. And she's looking to him and going, You don't you don't understand I'm a Samaritan. You Jews don't have any dealings with Samaritans. And um and Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, this is God's gift that you and I have living water to drink living water. To flow in and through us. This is God's gift. Which means you can't work to get this. And who it is that says to you. Give me to drink. You would have asked of him. And he would have given you living water. The woman said to him. Sir you have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. From where then have you that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob. Which gave us the well. And drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle. Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. This is a well of living water that springs up to everlasting life. This is for every believer when they come to know Him. But, as we saw in John 7, there are rivers of living water. I'll read it to you again just so that you don't lose sight of it. John 7, 39. Go there if you will. 
And here it says, But this spake he, said he that believes on me, 38th verse, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, where the Spirit doesn't just come in, but the Spirit is then upon. And this is what it says in Joel 2.28. And I'll uh, read that to you briefly here. Thank you, Lord. Joel 2.28 and verse 29 say, Hallelujah. You getting anything out of this? You started to drink yet? You can. Anytime. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Notice, that's a gift of the spirit. The spirit comes upon and gifts follow. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaidens in those days will I pour out my spirit. Hallelujah. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Go with me now to 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. When you and I are filled with the Spirit and the Spirit comes on us, we find we are filled with living water. And we're told in Ephesians to not be drunk with wine, but to be filled with the Spirit of God, which means that we can continually be filled. There's not just one filling, but constant filling and refilling through the course of our lives. And it's not up to God when we choose to fill, just like it's not up to God when you fill the tank of gas. You need to drive up to the pump. You need to put the pump in and you need to click and go and fill up some more. And it's just like that with God as well. When you choose, you can fill yourself more and more by the helping of the Lord. Now, 1 John 4, verse 8, let me get there with you. We want to touch on, hallelujah, who God is. Because if this is who He is, this is the Spirit of Him as well. And 1 John 4, 8 says, He that loves not knows not God. He who does not love does not know God for what? For God is love. God is love. The person of God, He is the person of love. And so when you and I cause, put ourselves in position and do what He says to do and cause ourselves to be filled more and more of his spirit. What are we being filled more and more of? Love. The spirit of love is flowing over and over and over and over us 
as we sing to ourselves, speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual, you could say, lovely songs. Giving thanks to Him in all things. Submitting ourselves one to another. What are we doing? We're allowing love to have His way. And we're yielding to love. Yielding to love. You'll find there's been this term, terminology over the years, being drunk on love. And people have used this in reference to a spouse or to a, uh, a mate, girlfriend, boyfriend. They're drunk on their love. But there is only one in whom you can be drunk on love, and it is God. God himself is the only one whom you and I can come to and drink in and get intoxicated from his very presence. Now there are, you can hear what people say, what they have gotten so infatuated that their feelings and their emotions are at heights that never known and they feel like, man, they're just drunk on this love for this person. You think that's something? You need to come try God. You need to come to know Him. Because if you think that's high, there is nothing in comparison like God the Most High. And He is love and you can get drunk on this love. You can drink him in and you will find yourself so jubilant, so free, so lubricated. And it is such a good witness when this world looks around and they see professed Christians actually enjoying the light and the life, the salt of the earth. Not hotty toddy and high and tight, but lubricated and free and full of jubilee. This is who we're meant to be as Christians, you and me. And it's so easy, as you can see, to flow and to go and to give God all he needs to fill us and fill us to complete, to complete, to complete, full of his spirit full of joy and full of peace, full of love and all that can be. It's His plan for you and me. It's His plan, I pray you see. Hallelujah. As I've been meditating on this, I've been reminded, Brother Kenneth E. Hagen, he'd, he'd remind, he'd, he'd minister, uh, I believe Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits is a book that God gave him in which he touches on this. But he talks about how there were hard times in his life that he would find himself speaking to himself in Psalms throughout the night. And it was a mainstay for him. He had, God had showed them, him this in being led of the Spirit. Hallelujah. It's not just for him. It's for everyone who will trust God and yield open themselves to Him and allow their heart to speak out and to tap into what's beyond their mind and to go beyond what they know and to go beyond what they can do. And you find as you do, you get to a place that is more eloquent than you realize 
Oh my, more intelligible and profound. Oh my, wise beyond understanding. And yet so free and so loose. As you start tapping in and as you start going, you'll realize you don't know. You just go with that little bit you do. And it's amazing. As we're talking about being drunk on love, drunk on Him, it brings you to a place that's beyond your mind, beyond your understanding, yet completely intelligible. And the Scriptures tell us that the love of God constrains us. That word constrained is like a control. It's like a, it's like a help to hold back. And, you know, you and I, if we were to yield to natural uh, alcohol in any form, it would bring people, it brings people to a place where they lose some control and they sense they're at more liberty, but they'll find themselves saying some things they wouldn't have doing some things they wouldn't have. And yet, when you and I drink in of the Spirit, it's actually a wonderful reversal. And we'll find ourselves that the Spirit of love Himself will be able to quicken us to not say that. Quicken us to not do that. And no matter how hard and how harsh, we won't retaliate and speak. We won't retaliate and act. We won't pay back because we'll be so filled of love and this himself will keep us back from saying and doing what would harm and hurt. Hallelujah. Go with me to Jude in closing. Jude 1 verse 17. Jude 1 verse 17. You'll find Jude in the back. Right after 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. Hallelujah. You'll find Jude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And here it's just one chapter, so we're going to look at verse 17. And he says, But beloved, remember you the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time. That's what they did. Mocked them. They said, These are drunk with new wine. Mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves. Sensual having not the Spirit. Not saying they weren't born again, but let's be honest, you and I can be more and more filled of the Spirit. And it continues in the 20th verse and says, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. Hallelujah. And it continues talking about having compassion on some, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Excuse me. Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. It's talking about having this understanding of what and how to work with who. This one have compassion. This one save in this fear. Not being pleased with what they're doing, but still helping them get out of that. Of course, by the helping of the Lord, but you see what? 
you're kept in love by yielding to the Spirit. And though you're drunk on the love, you're intelligible enough to know in wisdom what to do for which. It's tapping in beyond your mind, yet it's completely lubricated and free. And this is for every Christian. Yes, my friend, it's for you and for me. Praise God. That's all for today. We love you. We bless you. We will see you soon.